everybody. It's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener. Today, June 28th, 2023. And to start things off, we're going to pile on. And what do you mean, Dave, pile on? Well, it broke, I think, just a little under two days ago. But over on ESPN Radio, there was a segment called Rank'em. Former NFL wide receiver Keyson Johnson released his top five wide receivers list. The list excluded Justin Jefferson, but included Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown. This sparked outrage amongst Vikings fans and analysts alike. We as fans and most people believe that Jefferson is one of the best non-quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best wide receiver across the league. Former Hall of Fame wide receiver Chris Carter is one of those people and was upset by the rankings. He tweeted that it was time to change the channel. The controversy has generated a lot of conversation across social media. Many people arguing that Jefferson should have been included in the list. This, folks, is a no-brainer. And I think it's probably just Keyshawn Johnson trying to get in the news. Because not including J.J. in the top five is borderline criminal. Our next piece in the news Savion Mixon over at Vikings Wire writes four reasons Vikings will make up for Dalvin Cook's offensive production. The Minnesota Vikings have a significant void to fill in their offense due to the loss of star running back Dalvin Cook. However, there are four reasons why Vikings fans should not worry about the team's productivity. Firstly, Alexander Madison has already proved himself a reliable spot starter in his four starts in 2021. Why? Because Cook was injured. Madison had 86 attempts for 356 yards, almost 4.14 yards per attempt, and two touchdowns. He added another 162 yards on 19 receptions and another touchdown through the air. And if I remember correctly, it averages about 115 yards per game. Not bad. Not bad at all. We should expect to see that this season. Secondly, Ty Chandler has emerged as a viable option as a secondary running back, bringing a change of pace style that keeps the defense front seven on their toes. Chandler has shown exceptional balance, and after contact, he easily speeds into the open field when he was at North Carolina, which will be essential to take over as a secondary option at the running back position. Thirdly, the Vikings' quick passing game has been effective, particularly in the 2022 season where they ranked 29th in early down efficiencies. Why? Because they ran with Cook most of the time and people knew it. To compensate, they started to rely on a quick passing game, which was already 
a pivotal part of Kevin O'Connell's scheme. Players such as Madison and Chandler, who are excellent in the screen game, as well as Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, who create quick separation on the outsides, and TJ Hawkinson, who is available for throws on hook and curl routes to the middle of the field, are all assets that will keep the short passing game humming. Finally, rookie Jordan Addison's ability in the open field could add a new wrinkle to the offense. Addison has shown exceptional speed and movement and making him a threat to defenses. O'Connell's game plan could use Addison's quickness to attack the underneath parts of the defense, making him a pivotal wrinkle in the offense. Overall, while the Vikings may have lost one of their key players, they have a talented roster and a viable game plan to make up for Cook's offensive production. I do not see any drop-off. If anything, I see a more efficient offense in 2023, and we should all be so happy. Do you agree or not? Feel free to contradict me in the remarks. Our buddy Kevin Fielder over at Vikings Wire wrote about one bold prediction for each of the Vikings draft picks. The Minnesota Vikings engaged in a three-day event of the 2023 NFL Draft and selected six rookies, including Jordan Addison, Makai Blackman, Jay Ward, Jaquelin Roy, Jared Hall, and Dwayne McBride. The Vikings made a bold move in their first round pick by selecting USC's wide receiver Jordan Addison, who is expected to be an instant starter for the Vikings. However, the presence of Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, Addison may not get a lot of targets, which makes him an underdog in winning the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hey, and I would add KJ Osborne has a thing or two to say about that as well. And don't forget Jalen Naylor, who seems to have improved day by day. Despite this, the Vikings will likely have one of the most active passing offenses, giving Addison plenty of work over the season. Another bold prediction is that Vikings rookie Makai Blackman intercepts five passes. Blackman is a raw prospect, but his solid ball skills and physicality make him a good candidate for starting as a rookie. In addition to that, his ball skills could translate into interceptions, which could make this bold prediction a reality. The Vikings' fourth-round pick, Jay Ward, is a versatile defensive back who started his college career as a cornerback before switching to safety, where he excelled as a chess piece. Although Ward will need some dominoes to fall before he's a consistent starter in the NFL, he could move up the ranks and start in a role similar to Eric Rowe down in Miami with the Dolphins. Jaqueline and Roy... The Vikings' defensive tackle is predicted to finish with multiple sacks. Although his career high in sacks is just two, Roy has a similar build to Miami Dolphins' 
tackle Christian Wilkins, who emerged as a pass rusher under Brian Flores, finishing with four and a half sacks in 2021. Roy has a reliable pass rushing skills that could elevate him to that level. It will have to come as a rotational player. The fifth round selection, Jaron Hall, Tyler's man crush, has shown the makings of an NFL quarterback and could get a shot to start as a rookie, depending on the health of Kurt Cousins. From there, all it would take is some good performances for Hall to become the guy for the future. Well, the key part of that sentence is, depending on the health of Kirk Cousins, and we know Kirk has been extremely reliable and healthy throughout his career. Finally, Dwayne McBride is predicted to lead all rookies in rushing touchdowns. Although his powerful running style does not always translate, the uncertainty of the Vikings running back room makes it likely that McBride emerges as a goal linebacker. If that's the case, McBride could get a fair share of chances to find the end zone. Hey, Kevin, you did a great job. And as they say on Score North, write that down. Because we're going to review this at the end of the season and see how much of a football prognosticator you are. Tyler went on to write about NFL resale ticket prices for every team from the cheapest, the Falcons, to the most expensive, the Chiefs. The average resale ticket price for the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2023 NFL season is right now $577 a seat making it the most expensive ticket in the league and up over $200 from 2022. The Eagles, Patriots, and Raiders are also seeing significant increases in their resale ticket prices. Meanwhile, only the Cardinals, Bengals, Rams, and 49ers have seen an average resale price dip from 2022. The Niners, in particular, have experienced a significant drop of $314 from 2022, maybe because they charge way too much money in 2022. And by too much money, it's like over $700 a ticket. These numbers reflect the high demand for attending NFL games and the willingness of fans to pay premium prices to secure their seats. It's essential to note that the resale market is the easiest way to secure tickets for some teams like the Vikings, who have sold out every game since U.S. Bank Stadium opened, and direct sales are challenging to come by. But speaking of the Vikings, what did their tickets do? Tyler continues, the Vikings 2023 ticket prices are average on the resale market. If you're planning to attend a Minnesota Vikings game at U.S. Bank Stadium in 2023, you will need to purchase tickets from the resale market. According to the data from Ticket Smarter, the average ticket price for the 2023 season to attend a Vikings game is $329, which is the 17th highest among all NFL teams. 
this price is up $159, which is a $170 difference. As one of the most sought-after tickets in the league, attending a Vikings game can be a significant financial investment. The high demand for tickets has made direct sales difficult, and the resale tickets are the easiest way to secure tickets for a Vikings game. Despite the price increase, Vikings fans still expect to flock to U.S. Bank Stadium to watch their purple play, as the Vikings have sold out every single game since the stadium opened. And they've sold out games a lot longer than that. It is time for a quick break and for me to refill my coffee. I will be right back. And we're back. And next... The guys and gal from the NFC North Roundtable discuss the biggest misconceptions about their teams. Our very own Tyler Fornis writes how the NFC North is one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL, and each team has its own unique strengths and challenges. And in the recent Roundtable discussions, writers from the Bears Wire, Lions Wire, Packers Wire and Vikings Wire shared their thoughts on the biggest misconceptions about each team. The first misconception comes from Miss Barbieri. I hope I pronounced that right. And it was about the Chicago Bears and their quarterback, Justin Fields. Some people have the ridiculous notion that Fields is just a running back playing quarterback. While it's true, that Fields is electric when he runs the ball, he also has the potential to be an effective passer. With upgrades across the board, including wide receiver DJ Moore and offensive lineman Darnell Wright and Nate Davis, Fields has everything he needs to take the step forward in the passing game and become a true dual-threat quarterback for the Bears. Yes. Miss Barbieri, that may be the case, but will he? The second misconception was about the Detroit Lions defense. While it is true the Lions defense was not good in 2022, ranking 28th in points allowed and 32nd in yardage allowed in the NFL, that sounds familiar, the defense improved in the second half of the season. That would have ranked 22nd for the season. They have had more sacks in the final four games, 13, than in their first eight, 12. While this is still not good enough, it's far from the narrative that the Lions' defense incompetence did not improve with a few lineup tweaks and a coaching change during the offseason. Hey, Vikings fans, Vikings are going through the same thing. The third misconception was about Green Bay Packers roster after losing Aaron Rodgers. While it's true the Packers let several veteran free agents depart and traded away Rodgers, the roster is still talented. The Packers have two solid running backs, a deep experienced offensive line, Pro Bowl caliber talent at all the most important defensive positions, 
and an all-pro returner. There's youth and inexperience at important spots, but the Packers have big pieces in place on the offense around Jordan Love and a lot of money in draft capital invested in the defense. Well, as a Vikings fan, we all know that we can't wait to see how this team turns out, and we hope they regress, and all that comes to fruition. And in the fourth and final segment, of course, from Tyler, the misconception about the Minnesota Vikings and their potential regression in the upcoming season. While it's true that the Vikings will regress from their 11-0 within one score finish record, as will a lot of teams in multiple areas, there is such a thing as positive regression where you naturally grow toward the mean. The Vikings won't have all their regular season losses by double digits and be an utter disaster on defense. Those things show growth, especially with the addition of Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator. If you're going to talk about how the Vikings are going to be worse in some areas, it's only fair to discuss their improvements as well. And as Tyler has said before, hey, we may not finish with that 13-4 and record like we did last year, but we may finish with a 10-11 or 11 win season and still defend the NFC North crown and have a better team doing it than was last season. Reason for that is we're going to play a much tougher schedule. In summary, these misconceptions are not necessarily true. However, they could be. And each team has its own unique strengths and challenges that will impact their performance in the upcoming season. And hopefully the Vikings put to bed their misconception and get better and better and better as we drive towards the dream of hoisting that first ever Lombardi trophy. In our next piece, Kevin Fielder reports on what Tom Pelissero said on the Rich Eisen show. Sort of sounds like a copy of a copy of a copy, but here we go. Report. Dalvin Cook has multiple free agent offers. According to a report by Kevin Fielder, former Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook has generated a lot of interest in the free agent market. Although Cook has been a free agent, for a little less than three weeks, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero joined the Rich Eisen Show, where he mentioned that there's he has already received multiple offers from around six teams. Those teams include the Denver Broncos, New York Jets, New England Patriots, and Miami Dolphins. Let me count. Denver, New York, New England, and Miami. That's four. Okay, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald later confirmed the Dolphins' interest, stating that they have submitted an offer and that there is mutual interest from both sides. Despite Cook's past injuries, Pelissero expects him to receive a significant contract offer. 
Cook is known for his highly effective playing style, running for 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns last season, marking his fourth career season with over 1,000 yards rushing. He was set to receive $11 million in base salary from the Vikings before he was released. Cook, who is only 27 years old, is expected to wait for the right offer to surface before making the decision. Well, we wish Dalvin Cook luck, and it's going to be interesting to see what team is willing to pay him what. And now, driving over to the Daily Norseman for our next bit of news. This written by A Twice. Do the Vikings have the best tackle tandem in the NFL? The Minnesota Vikings are known for their offensive line struggles, but the team's current pair of tackles, Christian Derisaw and Brian O'Neill, are looking to change that narrative. According to a recent article on ProFootballNetwork.com, home of Arif Hassan, the duo could be the best tackle tandem in the NFL. Derisaw is considered one of the best young left tackles in the league. He cracked the top 10 NFL tackles list by ProFootballNetwork.com, ranked ninth overall. Last season, Derisaw allowed only 23 pressures on 612 pass block snaps, showcasing his potential to become one of the best tackles, not in Vikings history, but in the entire NFL. His physicality and ability to dominate edge rushers have made him a standout player for the Vikings. Meanwhile, O'Neill has been consistently overlooked by the national media, but his peers recognize him as one of the best tackles in the league. Since being drafted to the Vikings in 2018, O'Neill has been a bright spot on the offensive line until Derisaw's arrival in 2022. O'Neill's season was cut short due to a partially torn Achilles. But he is expected to make a full recovery and be ready for the 2023 NFL season. While he was not included in Pro Football Network's top 10 tackle list, the author of the article argues that given the current age and production ratio, O'Neill and Derisaw could be the best tackle duo in the league. The article also lists the top 10 tackles in the NFL with Derisaw ranking ninth and O'Neill not included in the top 10. The top tackles on the list were Trent Williams of the San Francisco 49ers, followed by Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles and Tristan Wirfs of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All those fine gentlemen are getting up there in age, but they are good offensive tackles. Overall, the Vikings tackle duo has potential to be a game changer for the team's offensive line struggles. While they may not have the same level of recognition as some of the other top tackles in the league, their age and production suggest they could be one of the best tandems in the NFL. So it be said, so it be so. Now we're off to the final segment of the show. As usual, we're going to take our trip down memory lane. 
The Vikings are presently 74 days away from their season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what has that number 74 done in Vikings history? The number 74 has a rich history within the Minnesota Vikings franchise, having been worn by several players over the years. Each player who has donned the number has brought their unique skills, personality, and impact to the team. One of the most prominent 74s in Vikings history is Bryant McKinney. McKinney, a left tackle, wore the number from 2002 to 2010 and was one of the most dominant offensive linemen in the league during his tenure with the Vikings. He was a force to be reckoned with on the field, using his massive six foot eight, 335-pound frame to protect the quarterback and open up running lanes for his teammates. McKinney was a stalwart on the Vikings' offensive line, starting 131 out of 133 games he played during that time on the team. He was also named to the Pro Bowl in 2009 and cemented his status as one of the best players in the league at his position. Another notable player who wore 74 for the Vikings is Steve Smith. Smith played defensive tackle for the team in 1968 to 1970. It was known for his toughness and durability he was an integral part of the legendary purple people eaters as a rotational lineman smith was a key contributor to the team's success during his tenure helping him to reach the playoffs in each of his three seasons with the team brian habib is another player who left his mark on the vikings while wearing number 74 Habib played offensive guard for the team from 1989 to 1992 and was a key part of the offense during his tenure. He was a fierce competitor and one with the most reliable players on the team. Habib's toughness and consistency made him a fan favorite at the time and a beloved member of the Vikings family. Other notable players who have worn the number 74 for the Vikings include Brad Badger. Mike Remmers and Mike Tilleman. Badger played offensive tackle for the team in 2000 and 2001 and was a solid contributor. Mike Remmers, who wore the number in 2017 and 18, played multiple positions on the offensive line and was a versatile player for the Vikings. And as we all know, was probably put in the wrong spots each time. But he did a decent job. Tilleman wore the number in 1966 as a defensive tackle and played all 12 games of that season. Isn't it amazing that we went from a 12-game season and now we're at 17? And you know the NFL wants to go to 18. Well, the current player and speed demon that wears number 74 is Ole Udo. He was drafted by the Vikings in 2019. 
and since has served as a backup offensive lineman and played multiple positions, but has seemed to have settled in at right tackle being his best. Standing at six foot five and weighing 323 pounds, Udo has the size and strength to be a dominant player in the NFL. While he has yet to make a significant impact on the team, he did step in for an injured Brian O'Neill last year and played well. Now, what was surprising to me is the Vikings re-signed him. I fully expected Udo to go start somewhere else and make a little bit more money, but the Vikings kept him in the fold, and he is a great backup right tackle to have. And if Brian O'Neill isn't ready at the beginning of this season, expect Udo to get the start. In conclusion, the number 74 has been worn by some of the most memorable players in Vikings history. While each player brought their own unique skills and contributions to the team, they all share a common bond as members of the Vikings family. The legacy of number 74 lives on, and fans of the Vikings will always have a special connection to the players that have worn it. And folks, that's it for today's Vikings Daily Opener. On this day, Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. But before I go, just a gentle reminder. Tonight, Tyler on the Real Forno Show will be looking at wide receivers. State of the Vikings series, wide receivers. And I'm sure he'll be bringing up what Chris Carter said, that the ESN's list of top five wide receivers is absolutely ridiculous because it does not include Justin Jefferson. With that, what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.